welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. It is that time again. I know, what time is that? It's not about the hands on the clock, digital or whatever you call the other manual hands that turn the test of time. Because we know God exists outside of time. He was the one who was, is, and is to come. And as I struggle to do these encouragements for you, it just seems like, God, am I, I don't want to encourage someone and be in a dark place. And I'm reminded so often God hides his people in dark places. Because when you can pull out his strength in the darkness, what is it he tells you what he speaks to you in the dark, you can speak in the light. It's not about the darkness speaking to you. It's about when you are alone or you feel alone or you feel like it's no use or you feel not enough or maybe you feel that no matter what you've tried, nothing works. And you're just thankful you got up that day and you feel like your life has no purpose. Maybe that's you. I know when I experience things, I just go, God, there's no way I can encourage today because it would just be probably down or discouraging, which is the opposite of encouraging. And I just ponder with God and like, what? When you are going to work and you feel so down and discouraged, like, why am I even at this place? You start to think, I should be grateful that I even have a job. I should be grateful for this. You know, God doesn't want us to exist in the minimum, barely getting by. You know, Jesus didn't carry anything with him and everything was provided for him. But, you know, we're people in the everyday world. And there are struggles that we have. He didn't say we're not going to have them. He said you will have trials and tribulations. And so this, this idea that we have to be so happy and up all the time, that we have to be on in order to be a good Christian, it's actually a false sense. And it is difficult. And you try to encourage despite what's going on in your own life, because realistically, the encouragement comes from him. And I can attest to this, though I may struggle so much, there'll be a point at which I know God is just like pouring in and the very things are exactly what I needed as well. So don't underestimate where you are, what you're going through, and what he may ask you to do for somebody else, because maybe that's the very thing that you need too. I know um, when I step out in faith, it seems like I'll do something and stand up to a bully. And then next thing you know, something in my life comes under attack. And I just go, really God? No matter what I try to do, it just seems like there's one attack after another. And so I keep my focus on him 
And it's still difficult. There are still unanswered questions, unanswered prayers. So I know it's difficult, whatever you're walking through. And so I liken it to sometimes going, Lord, is is this what depression is? Lord, is this just the dark night of the soul? Or, Lord, is this what society is feeling? The burden of your people. Because after all, <clears throat> I started looking up some like colors and stuff. And I realized, you know, they look gray. It's kind of a depression color. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Things that are marketed through the stores, through society, online, decorate in gray. It's kind of a stone cold, cold feeling. Like lack of something or motionless, whatever it is, but it's kind of a color of depression. When the wonder people are feeling down and discouraged because you're going with the fads of society. So when you step into a room, sometimes you're like, oh, isn't that cute? And then the color pops. But undergirding it all is this gray matter. But I can assure you, no matter what, God can still walk through some healing in your life and show you something that has just been burdening you. Or maybe that you haven't healed from because you've had so many other people and things to attend to that you haven't fully been able to heal from it or don't know how. Or you've tried and people have tried and then they give up because it doesn't look like what they wanted it to look like. So I want you to be careful as you walk through different healings because I've been in places where I could tell they want the healing because they want you to go, oh my gosh, you're so grateful you want to serve that community. Maybe that's why they do it. I don't know. But you know, when God sets you free, Jesus, when he, when he showed up for that woman that was pulled out of adultery but never addressed the men, she was not alone. But yet she was publicized. It was out in the open, everything she was being called out on. The men, they were hiding. So be careful with that. Be careful who hides when you're being called out on stuff. Because that may be the very people that drew you into it. So I just want, I want to be like, I don't know how to call it like transparent on this. Because the visual that's coming to mind is how Jesus stood up for that woman. He stood up for her. And there was something else as I was sharing it. As, as like this, I'll see little visuals and it'll be a movie of in my head, just to kind of like see how I even see things. I'll see a movie in my head. Like I'll be staring straight out and I'll see this visual of Jesus with this woman. And he tells her to go and sin no more. And some of the disciples, he said, follow me. He said, go and sin no more. He didn't want to keep her captive. He didn't want to go, I set you free, so you're going to do this for me, and you are going to be my slave. No. He wanted her free. Free from the oppression of what men were doing with her or to her. And she was involved in it, apparently, because she was pulled out. And it wasn't as though she was crying, and there are some situations where the woman has no choice. And you know those scenarios. You've seen that. 
it is widely known and widely done in all nations of the world, not just far away over the seas. So I want you to really pay attention and be encouraged that there are things that we participate in on a daily basis that in the big picture contribute to the things that are hidden, to the things that we look at. If we don't pay attention to it, it'll go away. And sometimes we try to focus on it. We try to do everything we can and it still doesn't go away. It doesn't seem to be healed or doesn't seem to be set free or doesn't seem to be resolved, whatever it is. Keep pressing into who God is in you, for you, through you, and around you. Because I'll tell you, um, and I was going to put this in in writing or in, it's just so many pieces come together. So I'm just going to share it briefly. You know, we have trouble in our world with people being trafficked. And I know people personally that have been trafficked. Sometimes it looks like the person is outwardly doing it on their own. Nope, that's what they want to do. But hidden, there is a hidden thing over them that they have to be doing that. Because there are threats against them, their life, their family, other people. That if they don't, they're going to lose more than if they did. And then there's the ones that look so simple. And this is encouraging, but at the same time, it really um, burdens my heart. Have you ever looked for a job? And please tell me you have. Because <laughs> those people that have never worked in their life and yet speak to those things of people not working, not wanting to work, not being available, it really, that bothers me. Or they just, they don't see it from the perspective of you try to work in honest and integrity and you're, you're doing your best and society's coming against you. So I want to go back to, have you ever applied for a job? How did you do it? Traditionally, fill out the application or depending on how high up, maybe it's just a resume, maybe it's an introduction um, maybe it's all sorts of ways. And I'm talking traditional job. And if you look at the most of the ways that companies are wanting to hire now, they go through an agency. That agency buys and sells people. Think about that. If you've ever gone through an agency to get a job, you've just allowed yourself to be sold. Oh, it looks, all, it looks all right in integrity because you're going to apply to this. And oh, but they know they're, they're connected to the companies and they have all the people and the aspects and they know who's trained to do what and they have a better idea of people. No, they're buying and selling you. You're a market. You are a product for them to sell. A person. On paper, it just looks like a position. Oh, we filled this position of they wanted X, Y, Z. So this position they bought for this amount of money. When that person gets hired, depending on their pay rate, there is a commission paid to that person that sold you to that company. And there's a contract if you quit. There may be consequences to you, but there's consequences to that company. Or they pay it, done, over. Or if it's a temp agency and you go to work for a company on a temporary basis, 
And then maybe they hire you after that. They have to pay that company. Or maybe they can't hire you. Or they would have to pay that company. So either way, people are being bought and sold. Think about that. That's only one aspect. If you go to the movies, you're watching a great movie. The people that are probably starring in that movie, they're bought and sold. Mm -hmm. Those actors and actresses are bought and sold. Oh, it looks all great. There's contracts involved. That person, oh, well, no, they just signed a contract and, and it's an agreement of what they're going to do. But you know what? That production buys the right for that person to do whatever it is they want them to do. Beginners don't realize because the agent is who buys and sells them. The agent negotiates for them because you cannot go into that industry without an agent and be highly successful or get some of those you know, well-known parts that pay really well. Or maybe it's beyond really well. But my friend, be encouraged. It's not just a behind-the-scenes trafficking. Every day you're exposed to trafficking. And maybe that's the burden of society that you're feeling, the depression of people around you, because someone has been bought and sold in the job that you are working with. Maybe you applied to that company and you got it directly with that company, but the person you're working with was sold to that company to work alongside you. But they don't see it that way. I know, I've been there years ago. I came to work for a company through a temp agency and that company bought me from that temp agency. And there's a price depending on the amount that I'm getting paid. So of course they're not gonna wanna offer you that much because then they have to pay a certain commission. Or if your pay goes up within a quick range after that, then it's gonna look like deception and it's gonna be fraud and then there's a lawsuit. My friend, if you have been bought and sold by an agency, you have been trafficked. The burden on your heart, the connectivity throughout all of the world through being trafficked. Oh, I know people will justify it, saying, oh, well, this is just business. That's just the cost of business. It's people are commodity. Who invests in commodities, investors? What do they have to gain? Finances and power. So how do companies get more people for less money? They round them up, get them to do community service, all kinds of ways people are being taken advantage of. Modern day slavery, human trafficking, drug trafficking. So my friend, if you're carrying a burden and you can't figure out why, it's just so heavy. There is more going on in the immediate environment around you than you are even aware of. There will be people in your, if you're out in the public where you feel like you're just exposed and you're just doing your job and you get people coming in randomly and they ask these random things and you know the enemy is trying to stir you and provoke you. But God will show his protection his armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth upon your waist. You've got the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. How many times do we answer a person with scripture? 
I could raise my hand and I'm guilty that, man, probably not all too often. And when I do, I feel like I'm shamed or people walk away. Well, I don't want to be a part of that. I was walking through a store and just helped something, an elderly person with something simple at her leg where I knew she couldn't see or even reach, but I asked permission or I pointed it out to the person with her so that she wasn't embarrassed or cause an accident or try to turn and fix it herself and get hurt. And then later she rounds a corner and goes, my savior. And I just giggled like, well, you know, you're cute. And I thought, God, you're the only savior. But did that come out of my mouth to her? No. But my spirit, all I can attune is she saw the Jesus in me. She acknowledged the spirit in me, not me. Am I going to be ashamed because I didn't say, oh, no, Jesus is the only savior. I'm not going to walk in shame. Oh, it tried to rise up. Shame and condemnation and guilt. Oh, that's the religious spirit that wants to beat me down every time I don't profess exactly what the word says. Because sometimes when you do, sometimes you lose your job. You lose opportunity. He said we'll have trials and tribulations. But there is way more than that going on. How in the world is this encouragement? It is, my friend. Be encouraged. He tells you what is in Joshua 1, 9, be strong and courageous. So encourage is to put that courage in there. He told you to be strong and courageous. God is with you. He fights battles that you are unaware of. He will bring healing in dreams to show you some roots of pain and heartbreak that you're still carrying, that you didn't even realize really, really took you Um, a hard time to get over, even if you thought you were already over it. Even if you thought, that's not a big deal. Maybe in your heart and spirit it was. Because you know what? It was connected to the people of God, the things of God, the ways of the church, relationships around that, other people's relationship through them. There is so much interconnectivity like a web that it can be so hurtful that maybe, just maybe we stuff it down, hoping it will go away. That if we don't pay attention to it, like they say, you know, feed what you want to grow and and neglect what you don't want to grow. Well, some people neglect their family. Oh, they they want their finances to grow. They neglect the relationships in their life. The ones that if they truly loved them well, that that would bring more abundance in their life than any financial gain. Oh, it might include financial gain because you're probably more happy, more free, less deceptive, um, less rude when you truly love those around you. Without what you can gain from them, you'll start to see God doing amazing things. And just as I share that with you, it's rising up in my heart, like ready to leak out my eyeballs. Oh, God shows up when you're just, you're just loving people and being open and transparent, even when it's difficult. 
that he shows up and reveals, yeah, this, this was heartbreak for you. And there's a scar that's really pretty thick. But you're so used to that scar that you don't even see it anymore. You don't feel it because it's healed over. My friends, the scars on the inside of our emotions, our heart, our spirit, are far more damaging than those that people can see on the outside. Does that mean you're mentally unstable? No, it just means you're hurting. People can't see it because it might cause them to have to maybe do something, maybe sit and listen, or maybe it will cause them feeling something they don't want to feel. People are getting so used to not feeling because it's easier to get through the day. They need to focus. They're told to leave it at the door, leave their emotions at the door, leave their family problems at the door, leave their struggles at the door. Come on in and do your job. That sounds like trafficking to me. That sounds like robots. You're not a robot, my friend. You are a thinking, feeling, emotional being with a spirit that God has specifically designed, and he dines with you too, with a purpose for passion, to live in the passion of who he has called you to be. And though I struggle encouraging you, sometimes it feels like, did that really even help? There's times I'll read a note where it'll be like, my son is like, does that even work? You know, I don't fully know. What I do know is when God says it will never return void. His word will never return void. Yeah, when we have these conversations and it's all about other people or things or disgruntled, things like that, without really a purpose to find a way to resolve it, that stuff lingers in the air. Other people walk into it and get tangled in it, and they don't even know it. As soon as I said that, something that rose up in correlation to a dream that God gave me showed me a deep-rooted heartbreak that I still carry. And with that, I, I, I don't know if you remember, but I tell you about this jacket. Like sometimes you put on things or spiritual things like a jacket. Um, maybe maybe somebody's <coughs> excuse me around you is angry or or depressed or or um whatever it is, and all of a sudden you feel angry and depressed it's like a jacket like you're putting on that person's jacket, and you're like, "Oh, something feels uncomfortable it's because it's not yours, and when you wear your own jacket, oh yeah, this feels pretty cozy. I know what's in the pockets, and I know how it zips up good. Sometimes you put someone else's on, you can't get it zipped up right, or it just doesn't fit right. Sometimes it will come close, but that doesn't fit right. So I've shared that um, visual to understand sometimes what it feels like to take on that burden spiritually or emotionally. And it's a gift. And maybe it happens to more and more people than we realize. But in that, back to where he resolved and showed me something through a dream and pieced it together, where when my son was younger, this this heartbreak relationship 
This man had given my son his son's jacket to wear. Oh, my son loved it. It was cool. It was like a bomber jacket. It was very cool. He loved it. And he felt so special that he would give him this jacket. And it was cold weather and we were living in the South. So it was like, oh, wow. And as a mom, I thought, oh my gosh, he really cares for my son. That he would give him that coat of his own sons. And his son had more coats because they lived up there. But it would be when I had this dream that is bringing healing that he would show me. My son had upon him things of somebody else's child. There were things upon him, like a jacket, that he carried throughout his life. And maybe that heartbreak of mine with this relationship was also his. Because he thought the way things were going and the way that we were talking, he thought we were going to become a family. And this was going to be great. He would even have a brother and a sister. It might have been a stepbrother, stepsister, half brother, not half brother, because that's, um, never mind, <laughs> too much uh, genealogy or whatever that is. Um, but realizing that the jacket my son wore was also the heartbreak that he didn't get that family that he thought he was going to get too. Why? Because adults, adults couldn't work it out. One adult with an ex. And when that ex still wants control of not only that adult, but the other one that will be with them because of the children, it gets so difficult. It's heartbreaking. Fear rises up. And because there are children involved, you tend to take a step back to protect your kids. And ultimately, sometimes in doing so, it still hurts them. But neither one of you know what that pain really is. Oh, the adult knows the pain, but the children are feeling it as well in a different way, in a different manner, from a different hope that was destroyed. And so my friend, if you know any single parents out there, sometimes their kids tell them, we're not a family, it's just you and me. That's not family. I want you to encourage them that yes, it is. Because you know what? God is your heavenly father. And I raised my son that way that God, he always had a father in his life because God was his heavenly father and who would never leave him or abandon him, would never turn his back on him. And sometimes it felt like he did. But when you have the heavenly father, you are the bride of Christ. He's a child of God. That's family. And it would, it would come to fruition, you know, again, when I would see it as I'm going to give a gift to someone just out of love. And I place it on their porch and there's this pillow that says family. And until I encouraged you, I didn't fully know the significance of it until now. So be encouraged, my friend. God is speaking to you. He will use all things together for his glory. And if he's asking you to do something that you don't feel qualified to do, you don't feel energized to do, you don't feel positive enough to do, when God places it on your heart, if you step out in faith and begin it, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And he will do something and reveal something between you and him 
that makes all the sense in the world. And it might mean nothing to someone else, but it means everything to you. So my encouragement today sounded a little bold. (laughs) It is. It was. Always will be. I've been told I have boldness, but I don't feel like it. Every time I think I'm being bold, boy, it just seems like somebody wants to take that boldness right away. Stay meek. Stay down. Stay quiet. Why? Because the wiles of the enemy are exposed. Especially when a woman uses her voice in boldness, in truth, in love, and encouragement. It may not look like everyone else thinks it should look. But my friend, don't compare yourself to others. Ask God what he thinks of you. Ask God what he wants of you right now. It might be something simple. It might be something really big and scary. But know this. He is a God who will never leave you nor forsake you. And yeah, even when you can't get the words out, you can still be bold because his spirit goes and does far greater than any of our words could ever accomplish. You know, I read someone's writing recently and I only got halfway down the page and I asked him about the emotion behind it. And it was right on. I said, I felt it. And so my friend Don't discount what you feel in something that you read or hear. Let God speak to you. Let him reveal what he wants to reveal in you, in your life, for your healing, for your family's healing, for your children, for those around you, for those who are still waiting for you to rise up and to be strong. And remember, in your weakness, you're still strong because he gives you strength. And as I feel like I want to doodle on the page, like, God, what am I doing here? What am I doing this for? And he reminds you. He reminds me. Because you needed it. I'm like, well, if I needed it, why do I have to encourage that person? Because they're going to need it. And he'll reveal the timing. It may not be right this moment, but when it clicks, or when they click on that play button and you hear my voice, you're going to know it was perfectly timed by God because that's what he does. Have you ever listened to the radio? A song comes on, speaks directly into the situation. And even when you're, you're frustrated and walk into another room or you walk someplace else and all of a sudden you'll see something else that's God speaking to you. He doesn't want to condemn you. I get enough of those. That spirit of religion that wants to cause shame and guilt and condemnation and remember your past and remember that you're nothing. And God said, if that's true, why did my son die on the cross? And you know what? Sometimes I ask God, I know that's true. But why did my son have to die? God hears our prayer. He hears your prayer. 
do I have an answer for you in that moment of what God spoke to me? Be assured. He's going to speak to me. And he's going to show me stuff just like he's showing you. And he's going to show you. When I was going through a tough situation, you know, some Christians were like, oh yeah, you know God, she knows God, she'll be all right. You know what? People of God still hurt. So be encouraged. If you think that your faith is faltering because you hurt, because you're going through some dark stuff, or because maybe you even feel like it's depression or something, and you're wondering, is this what it feels like? I don't know. Maybe that belongs to the person around you. Maybe you're just supposed to pray or encourage someone or go do something out of love for someone else and God will show you that wasn't yours. And maybe you don't even know who, you don't even need to know who it belongs to. Because through your act of obedience, he can do far greater with that than if you were the most successful person in business or if you were the most successful person wherever you fill in that blank. So my friends, if you think you have to be perfect, to be qualified by God, think again. Think his thoughts, because his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And I'm not saying that you're not thinking right. Oh, I've heard those words before. I was raised with that. Oh, you're just not thinking right. I'm like, what is that? Like, okay. And then it destroys. It, it can destroy you if you let it. When people tell you you're not thinking right, don't believe them. You take it to the Lord and say, what is it about what I said that bothered them to the point where they wanted to silence me? What is it about what I'm thinking and what I'm speaking of that causes them to try to hide, to try to shut me up or blame it on me? And I could really go on longer and I'm looking at this going, man, you've been sitting here for a long time. But so have I. Sitting with you. Sitting through this. Because I know God is your encourager. He knew exactly when you would need this message. And if you feel or empathize with those being trafficked, Look into your life. How did you get your job? How did it come about? How did you get your your spouse, your significant other? Did you hire an agency to find one? Did you pay for that person? Oh, I know you pay for the tools to connect you, but sometimes it can carry that feeling. It can carry that. But God is able to do so much more than we can. And as I look up, I'm looking out the window, and there's this tree. And never before have I seen a bird sitting in this tree. Usually they go, it's a woodpecker, or they go to the other trees. It's a robin. And I'm just going to share my life because I know things are special to you. There will be something special that God will show up with. It means everything. And when robins show up in the Midwest, it usually means spring is near. 
and he's sitting outside in that tree right outside the window where I'm looking up, trying to look past myself, trying to look past what's in front of me right here and this just on the table into just my mind's eye, my spirit, what he's showing me. And as I'm looking at that, he's showing me new life, what it represents. So my friend, be encouraged. There is new life ahead of you. New, just like the spring and the seasons. There's new growth out of the darkness. When you see those perennial flowers, they sat in darkness all winter. And I know so many people teach on that subject and they use winter and spring and summer. Well, God gave it to us. And we learn from everything. And so be encouraged as those flowers pop through the ground. Maybe this year you'll be even more encouraged to realize they made it through the darkness. They broke through that surface to be a beautiful bloom for you to enjoy. That is God strengthening his creation that you are uplifted by the beauty of something only he can create. We can try to put it in the right atmospheres, but we can't make it happen. And I know there are people in life that will do everything to make what they want happen. But that doesn't mean it's right. And so this is a really lengthy encouragement. And I don't even know why it's so long. Except that he has some more for you. There's more. And so as I encourage you through that trafficking in everyday life and through being strong and courageous and knowing that you don't have to be perfect for God to do a perfect work. It doesn't mean that just because you're Christian, you have to be happy and bubbly every day because, oh, we're in the presence of God and life is euphoric. People on drugs experience the same thing. You are going to experience tough stuff. It's just the way it is. But sometimes you wonder, Lord, there's been so many tough stuff. When is it going to be that new beginning? When is it going to be good and restored and repaired and refreshed? And even as I question that to you right now, I just hear the words of his truth. I'm doing a new thing. Can you not see it? And so, my friend, be encouraged with that. Look it up in scripture. He's doing a new thing. Look for it. (laughs) And I love this because now I look up and that bird took off. He's in flight. Oh, God is amazing. When you get it, like under the wings like eagles, you shall, you shall, the young, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the scripture right now. But you will not dash your foot against the stone and the angels will take charge over you. And you will just be refreshed like under the wings like eagles. You will soar, oh my gosh, new life, soaring above earthly things. So be encouraged, my friend. He is doing a new thing. Will you see it? Ask him to show you. Open your eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is showing you and saying. 
That's in his word. Go look it up. And then talk to him about it. Let him encourage you. Let him give you dreams and visions. Let him bring back memories that are healed, that excite you because you're going, only God could have done that. So be encouraged and be refreshed. And may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast, I Said a Prayer for You Today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there. Thank you.